0: Foster would never love him because he's lame.
1: <laughs> Jane Foster would never love him because he's so lame. Wow,
0: <laughs> the throwback there, folks.
1: Yeah, <laughs> just see if you're listening. And, in and honestly, we're we're sorry if you've if you've listened to us talk about what ha- what what if Jane Foster had found possessed the hammer of Thor. You know, we all have to fucking account for that time when we die so that,
0: that is the only thing that we have read that has made me angrier than bruce wayne agent of shield that is the only thing that we have read that has made me that angry
1: the, the bat symbol just doesn't make sense to me in the shield logo oh. guys i just don't get it there's so many things that there's so many disparities between, there was no communication between the team's books i mean the book's teams like why didn't anybody fucking pick up a phone? I don't understand.
0: I don't know. They had the technology. You know, yeah. it's like they can rebuild him, they can make him stronger, oh. faster.
1: Christ on a cracker.
2: The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised.
0: Kids, it's time to check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. With over 30 podcasts that encompass everything from horror to video games to comic books, and so much more, you're bound to find the shows for your taste. Whether it be Nerds of Unusual Origin, That Strange Show, Retro Red Octopus, Splash Faces, Throwdown Thursday, The Horror Squad, Still Token with, My God, man, I can't read all of these. So just feel free to play and experiment with the Dorking Podcast Network. There are over 30 shows stocked full of dirty goodness to sink your ears into. And they're all available on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever fine podcasts are broadcast.
1: Hey, everybody. Powerful Brandon here, and you are listening to Comics Paradox, the podcast in which we dissect and discuss all things multi and omniverse. We cover what ifs and else worlds and all kinds of alternate reality tales and takes of characters and stories you may already know and love. Uh, We we got a good one for you tonight. But before we jump into it, I wanted to introduce you or reintroduce you to uh, my esteemed co-host. We'll start off with uh, Mr. Leo Pond over here. Say hi, Leo. Tell everyone how's, how's it going. Hi, Leo. How's it going? <laughs> oh, you! I will fire you. I swear to God. <laughs> well, thank you for that, Leo. Man of few, very few words, and uh, we'll 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 move right along to our our buddy Justin Coop Cooper. How's it going, Justin? Good. Good. Glad to be here. All right. Well, that makes one of us, and. <laughs> No, uh, tonight we uh, we have a, a pretty fun one. Um, we don't commonly get what ifs that matter much in the grand scheme of things. But tonight we are discussing uh, What If Volume 2, uh, starting in 1989, issue number 105, uh, which is What If Starring Spider-Man. However, it's a bit of a misnomer on that because... This particular comic, uh, the cover itself is adorned by a Ben Riley Spider Man costume, uh, clothed young woman. You know, she's got the, the web shooter gauntlets just like Ben had and everything. And uh, what we see is uh, the words, Who is she? and the next generation of Spidey excitement starts here. Uh, and this was written by uh, Tom DeFalco and uh we you know we we kind of get into it this is a point in time and what ifs when they stopped actually outright stating the question most of the time uh what was different you know so instead of what if spider-man what if peter parker and mary jane had a a daughter and you know she developed powers it's what if starring spider-man with a picture of a a woman in a spider-man costume um what we we do get the question on the inside, though, is we we get like the nitty gritty. We have a rundown of of characters who uh, you may not be familiar with or you might need to know going into the story. Uh, I appreciate this. I wish uh, more what ifs were this succinct right up front. Yep. However, it is in lieu of Uatu being involved in the story. Which, and the uh, art
0: here looks very John Ramita Jr. Esque like on this page, but then it doesn't look like it throughout. So it's, it's kind of like deceiving. I'm like, all right, what's this art going to look like? Cause it's Ron friends and um, finishes by uh, Bill Sienkiewicz. So
1: yeah.
0: I was like, all right, let's see where this is going.
1: Yeah, there's a few different cooks in the kitchen on this one. Uh, but yeah, we, we get a, 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 a rundown sort of what uh, a, what if is they kind of, kind of seemingly we're taking a page from dc comics elseworlds at this point you know uh eliminating uatu as the narrative device for each one of these uh and then just starting off with a a quick rundown here at the beginning uh the, the the descriptors they they give for the totality of the series here is um the characters and events that have shaped the marvel universe are part of an intricately structured history If even a small part of that chronology were altered in any way, it could dramatically change the lives of the heroes and villains we've come to know. This begets the question, what if? A question that presents the opportunity to explore an alternate reality. We experience a ray of hope knowing that Marvel heroes will ultimately triumph over Marvel villains. But, what if the unexpected happens? Mm -hmm. What if everything turned out differently? What if we shed a little light on the dark side of the Marvel Universe? and uh i mean that's all well and good but you know some of the best uh alternate reality stories do not shine a light on dark sides (laughs) they uh are notably darker um so you know i mean we we've seen that in some of the some of the the better comics uh that we've talked about and haven't even gotten into on this show in in the dark night but especially i mean the batman dracula trilogy that's a that's a phenomenal alternate reality tale and uh, i don't think doesn't, doesn't get much darker than batman turned into a fucking bloodsucker. just just saying Yeah, um, that's,
0: that's plenty dark
1: yeah i'd say uh and uh, you know we we have this going on here uh actually even even in what if uh the the bittersweet kind of bleak ending for like what if the alien suit had possessed spider-man that's a downer of an ending man but it's effective it, yeah. it holds it holds weight you know it was good um, though you know it, it was, exactly was one of the better ones that's and that's what i'm saying like sometimes you need to have that darkness because the the sweet is never as sweet without the bitter right alongside it you can't appreciate it when it's when it's great if it doesn't you know especially with a spider-man book for crying out loud like that's He's the Woody Allen of Marvel Comics, for Christ's sake. Um, but yeah, we have, uh, we have uh, Peter Parker. We all know who he is. We have Mary Jane Watson Parker, Peter Parker's wife. Uh, then it gives a rundown of the Green Goblin. Uh, he was the wealthy industrialist who, industrialist who pursued a life of crime as the costumed Green Goblin. Years ago, the Goblin was presumed killed in a battle with Spider-Man that also took the life of Peter Parker's girlfriend, Gwen Stacy. But recently, Osborne resurfaced, having spent years in a criminal empire, running a criminal empire in Europe where he fled. Having come back to America, Osborne is determined to once again bring horror into the lives of Peter Parker and those he loves. And then finally, May May Mayday Parker. The daughter of Peter and Mary Jane Parker, May is a high school basketball star who is starting to wonder if her athletic prowess isn't somehow connected to her father's past and to the amazing abilities that she seems to be developing she can drink an entire gallon of milk without throwing up that's what they mean mm, that that's makes her sense, special her yeah. special ability uh but yeah we it, we jump into you know what really happened with spider-man they give kind of a rundown uh i guess on what uh actually happened in the comic books i'm i am not terribly familiar i was trying to Look some stuff up real quick, but in in all honesty, like Spider Man, for a good stretch of time, was a very convoluted book, very very convoluted. Like if you thought X Men was confusing to read, then I guarantee you did and not. You were correct. Y- yes, you <laughs> are correct, but also not as much as Spider Man. Like there yeah. were well, way the too many saga, right? wait well
0: i I don't even know man this may have been been before that it was
1: it it was after it was after ben riley had taken over the mantle of spider-man because they had come to the realization that peter was actually the clone and ben was the real peter um so there was like like i said it's there's a whole bunch of stuff right when this all was going down that makes it very difficult to get to the crux of some of these things in a relatively short amount of time. And like, quite frankly, I work 40 plus hours a week and I, I genuinely tried get, getting through some of the stuff to try to figure out just like what this one page in front was about. And I realized like 45 minutes into searching through shit. I was like, this is fucking stupid. That page it's is there for a mind. reason. Yeah, <laughs> That's
2: actually, uh, I misread the wiki. I thought it said the end of the clone saga, but it says it focuses on the outcome of one part of the clone,
0: saga. yeah. Oh, there's four, and it probably involves cl- Jackal, and I hate it. The
1: clone saga is like six fucking volumes long, man. Ugh. It is, it is banality volumized. Like, I just, it's so, it's so not good. Um, but re- regardless of that, uh this is it just briefly shows you know what was really happening and and it starts off right at the top of the page is what really happened with spider-man it's sort of like the end of the movie clue like here's what really happened but here's what could have happened uh so we have what really happened and um mary jane's like congratulations tiger you hit another jackpot you're about to become a father we're having a baby it's like mary jane you've been together for a while at this point get some new material i'm just saying uh and then it says uh ap- you know after years of being happily married they uh they find out they're about to become parents and unfortunately tragedy struck in the delivery room and mary jane was told that she had lost the baby the doctor says to her i am so sorry mrs parker however masquerading as a nurse allison mongrain who i do not know who that is i'm guessing she's a funky of norman osborne's must be had been present in Mary Jane's delivery room, and she quickly left the hospital with a mysterious, quote, package, end quote. Do you have the delivery, Miss Mongrain? Right here, sir. It's Norman. Norman Osborn. A package which she soon delivered to Spider-Man's greatest enemy, Norman Osborn, the original Green Goblin. But... What if Mary Jane had never lost the baby and Spider-Man had a spider girl? And uh then we was that
0: we, a dead baby or a live baby that she brought Norman?
1: Schrodinger's Schröding, baby.
0: Oh, okay. So we better not ask the question.
1: Yeah. Wait, no, I don't, <laughs> don't open the blanket. The yeah. baby is both alive and dead.
0: That's that's how we should probably leave it. <laughs> you know what? <laughs>
1: Uh so, well, I mean, we get a little bit more in, in about that in this this issue here. Uh we, we go to midtown high school, which is of course uh is you know front and center in a lot of Spider-Man comics, particularly when he's still a kid. Uh and we see that there's a basketball game going on and people are going gaga. It's the uh the girls' basketball teams, and uh we see that this uh this one kid, uh she's Bounding down the down the court, uh, she's number thirty-four, and uh, we see some familiar wavy yellow lines going all around her head, uh, and we are getting all of this uh, as like a sort of weird first-person third-person narrative. Um, it's it's Mayday talking to herself. Uh, in, in our descriptive uh, panels, uh, as we're going along, the, the dialogue, for, for lack of a better term. And uh, as she's narrating, essentially, uh, sh- she's remarking to herself, like, uh, that's, you know, the final seconds tick away as you race down court. And that's when you begin to feel it a strange tingling sensation in the back of your skull, which seems to guide you like some uncanny sixth sense as you, as you zigzag past your desperate opponents. Nothing can stop you now. You're in your zone. And then she, who is likely uh, like 5'4 and like 15 or 16, uh, jumps probably 12 feet in the air and slams the ball down, uh, throws the ball down through the hoop. But she does it all with such force that it shatters the backboard. And and, uh, we see this as a splash panel, and it says, you're feeling loose and slamming heat, which I really need to hold on to as as a saying moving forward. <laughs> uh, and it says your name is May Mayday Parker, and today is the first day of the rest of your life. And uh, the name of this particular issue, Stan presents Legacy in Black and White. And uh, the crowd's going absolutely bonkers. Meanwhile, Mary Jane and Peter are in the crowd, <laughs> and uh, they're saying, Peter. Nobody can jump that high. Nobody normal. Don't leap to rash conclusions, Mary Jane. I'm sure there's an explanation. <laughs> like, yeah, she's got your powers, dipshit. Like, yep. What other explanation could there possibly be at that point? Uh, and you know, she's like, "You don't think?" He's like, "Of course not. I've been watching for the signs ever since she was born. Like, he's never met a mutant in his life."
0: Yeah, he's he's kind of a he's kind of oblivious in this.
1: You know, at, mm-hmm. least, at
0: least for the first part of it, we're like, dude, figure it out, bud. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, right after the game, uh, you know, the, the uh, pixie haircut mayday comes out in her very 90 oversized overalls. Uh, and <laughs> seriously, I mean, it, the style is so indicative of the era that it was made in. It's, it's a little silly.
2: This was 97, but- right?
1: Uh, yes, I believe so. Same year as Austin Powers. Uh, but the uh, you know, so she goes out to to see them, and they're like, "Hey, way to go!" And she's like, "It was pretty." Uh, Mary Jane says, "It was pretty impressive." Any idea how you manage that? And she's like, "Don't I wish we're talking a college scholarship? If I nail that move, maybe even a shot at the pros." Which is like, aim higher, Mayday. The WNBA is. Not everything it's cracked up to be, from what I understand. That's not to say it's not good. You know, it's just, you know. Oh, she could have played in the Olympics. Oh, that'd, that'd be something. Um, I, they might find something strange in her blood when they test it. <laughs> if I'm, if I'm given to understand this correctly, I, I do believe they have radioactive blood. No, was the song wrong this whole time?
0: No, you're right.
1: Uh, and. Spider Pig. Spider. Pig. <laughs> does it ever a spider, spider pig? pig, does? pig does. <laughs> um the strange tingling unexpectedly returns but you don't know why and that's where we see a an odd silhouette of what looks to be the green goblin behind a window uh and mary jane says you all right me you, you suddenly look a little pale and that's when she and her father both turn around with uh, the waves coming off the top of their head maydays are yellow and peters are orange uh, so uh, I appreciate that they differentiated the color, so we didn't think it was just like some weird heat shit happening. Right? Like they were getting microwaved. Uh, and you bet they hadn't know, had Malibu
0: Comics yet because these colors yeah, are off.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> um, actually, they had purchased Malibu at this point. We got to remember this is like a a scan from something. Actually, no. I don't. know. I, I need to find out where you got this fucking copy you're reading. <laughs> you know?
2: Well, it it also, it was 97, you know, global warming hasn't kicked in yet.
1: Uh, Yeah. If you say so, pal, (laughs) I don't think that's how that works. Uh, But yeah, may may is invited out to a party, uh, but she already had plans with her, her, her actual buddies, um, Courtney and Jimmy from the science club uh, and, you know, like the other jocks and the guy that she has a crush on, they're always like, whatever, go hang out with the losers. And she's like, yeah, you know what? I think I will. You guys just like go have a great time tonight, and I'll catch you later. And uh, the guy that she's like is just kind of like, oh, oh she called my bluff. Okay, never mind. You know, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. And uh, that's when we get a little bit of a, a, a backstory for, for uh, Peter Parker and Mary Jane here. Uh, they're, they're saying, you know, she's saying, were we wrong to keep the secrets from her? And Peter replies, I really can't say And Mayday is just saying, like, all I know. Oh, no, I'm sorry. This is Peter. This is very, that was very confusing. I apologize. Uh, Peter's just saying, I just know I'd do anything to keep her safe and assure her happiness. You know, and I I still remember when she was born, she was like a little miracle. And I wanted to spend every moment with the two of you, but I had other responsibilities. And then it shows him in a clearly was a knockdown Dreo fight with Green Goblin. Uh, And it says, Uh, at the time that May was two years old, this went down this final confrontation and that's where green goblin died. And, uh, it ends with, and I lost, well, any desire to continue my dual identity. And that that's all we kind of get for, for a while. Like, okay, it was, it was a really bad fight yet. He had, you know, had to bring to the point where he killed Norman, and that was enough for him to say, well, I can't be Spider-Man anymore. That's actually fairly reasonable. I would buy that 100% as the reason why he...
0: Wasn't that like Garfield's, um, like Andrew Garfield's, was kind of like that same um, idea? That's why he was worried about not letting um, uh, Tom Holland's uh, Peter Parker go down that, that lane, so to speak? I don't, um,
1: I'm, not, I'm not sure. Uh, what do you, um, I don't know what you mean exactly. Oh wait, maybe
0: it was Toby Maguire. It was one of them that that had killed Norman. So maybe it was Toby.
1: Yeah, to- Toby killed Norman because uh, I mean that was one of the two. He gets he gets uh, run through with the Goblin Glider at the end of Sam Raimi's movie, uh, and then I mean Norman is just like a nothing character in The Amazing Spider-Man Two with Andrew Garfield, but then they try to switch it immediately to Dane DeHaan being like a Green slash hobgoblin type character uh, didn't work. Nope. And... They
2: they don't uh, cover his leg loss here.
1: Yeah, very good, Leo. We were gonna get to that, but hey, everyone, well, he lost no, no, the leg. No, I,
2: <laughs> I I know. I find it odd that you know it's it... that's also... well that don't explain why the green goblin showed up though. So it's like you know
1: that is true. They don't, but maybe yeah. sometimes. If they had addressed that, it probably would have been better, just like even not knowing, like we don't even know why he attacked that day. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's perfectly reasonable to state. Um, because who can truly predict the the comings and goings of an absolutely insane mind like Norman Osborne? I dig um, the
0: I dig the splash page that they have though where he shows up because I'm like, Wow, he looks badass. What yeah, he, he really on? does. You yeah.
1: Uh, but you know, Peter's like, you know, I, I wasn't Spider-Man anymore. So I didn't see any reason to burden her with the knowledge that that was my past. Uh, and then we, we see may walking with her, her two friends and, um, you know what the girl Courtney is just talking all kinds of shit about every jock that they go to school with. I'm basically saying they're all stupid and they smell and they treat us like shit. Fuck them. Uh, I'm paraphrasing. I'm so paraphrasing. <laughs> Uh, that's how a real teenager would talk <laughs> btw and uh then all of a sudden we see a, a, the familiar sight of a pumpkin bomb coming at these three kids as they're walking on the sidewalk and may gets the the wavy yellow lines and she pushes them out of the way and she's like get back and narrowly averts their deaths and uh that's when we get a, a nice almost almost splash it's it's like a yeah. it's, it's like a four-fifths uh, page of this Green Goblin character and uh, What's kind of cool is he doesn't have a glider But he is still flying around
0: Yeah and that's that's I'm like Does he have a jetpack I'm, I'm like there's definitely Some smoke coming from behind him but it's like This guy looks scary Yeah uh, I feel
1: like the I, I, I feel think... like the smoke Is full on theatrics to cover like You know he just has like anti-gravity Technology you know Just to go along with the idea of the glider Being sort of ah. Part and parcel with with who the Green Goblin was?
2: Oh, wouldn't the smoke be from the explosion?
1: Oh, you're no. probably right. No, 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 because it's following him in the well, small.
2: It, it, it kind of looks like there's.
0: I think it's both actually, like yeah, the orange smoke like, behind.
2: Yeah, it looks like there's smoke there, and then it's like wafting up. Yeah, it's kind of like um,
0: Doctor totally Doom. Be wrong, though. Like his, his yeah. look, like he looks like Dr. Doom, but also like Sleepwalker a little bit because he's so purple.
1: No, nah, I just, I just jumped ahead. The smoke is part of him flying. Oh, okay. Yeah. So shut your mouth, Leo. <laughs> 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 no, no, it was, it was a good call. Like it could have very well been the, the smoke rising up. But I mean, honestly, that last panel, that, that small one on that page, like to me, that's, that's, I mean, it's right under him. You know, like, and that's way high up from where they were. Uh, I, I, you know, I think that that it was actually done fairly well. Although the little squiggle on the moon is weird. Um, but it yeah, is,
2: he it says uh, chair.
1: Cha. <laughs> chair says <it's> cow <laughs> from Chip <Chiffy's> Face Chippendale. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice, but uh, Goblin says to the the three teenagers, "You you know, you children needn't fear me." As long as the Parker girl delivers a message, tell your father the green goblin has returned and that we have unfinished business. How does a creep like, you know, my dad, you'd be surprised young may I'll meet him at the bridge at midnight tomorrow. Bridge. What bridge? Trust me. He'll know. <laughs>
0: I mean, he could have just, you know, said what bridge too.
1: Brooklyn.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, that one. Oh, okay. Well, do you GWB? remember that movie Twenty One
0: Bridges? <laughs> Literally about this area, you
2: know, where there are twenty one bridges. Is it the GWB or the Tappan Zee?
1: The Tappan <laughs> Zee. <you> the Tappan <laughs> Zee. Oh man. Ah um, oh, shit! He went to the Lincoln Tunnel. What the fuck is wrong with this dude? <laughs> and then I went to the Lincoln Tunnel. <laughs> um. So yeah, May goes back and tells her parents, and <laughs> I love, <laughs> I, I love Peter's reaction. The Green Goblin, <laughs> and May's just like, well, that's what he called himself, <laughs> which, is, which is honestly like such a great teenager reaction. Like, well, I don't. I'm just telling you what he fucking said. <laughs> I, I didn't make this up. Message <laughs> right, your dad, <laughs> you know, and um. You know, May is trying to rationalize it, reasonably so. And, you know, she's just like, this is like mistaken identity, right? I mean, I know Dad works in a police lab, but come on. And, uh, you know, Mary Jane's just like, try to calm down, hotshot. Everything's going to be fine. And thinks to herself, I hope. And, uh, you know, they kind of rush her off to her room and uh, tell, you know, Peter tells her like, hey, call and make sure that Jimmy and Courtney are, are, are okay, that they got home all right and uh, as they're going up he's thinking to himself like you know norman osborne's dead and so is his son harry he also was the goblin but harry had a son normie who should be about what 19 or 20 his mother remarried and i haven't spoken to her in years and it shows him get on the phone and he calls someone i'm not quite sure who but he picks up and um you know, he's just like, you know, it's, it's Peter Parker. Oh, it's so strange. You called. I, I, I've been meaning to reach out to you, but you know, things, things have been pretty, pretty bad around here. Honestly, Liz got sick a few weeks ago and the prognosis is not good. And he's like, Normie. No, I I haven't seen him since the day we learned about his mom. And uh, that's when Peter's like, Oh, Nelson, I don't, uh, is it I don't, foggy Nelson? <laughs> I'm so I'm thinking it is it might be foggy Nelson
0: yeah
1: uh, it says listen Nelson if there's anything Mary Jane or I can yes yes I understand and you know it finishes up and that's uh Mary Jane comes up and y- y- honestly like if I have y- y- it it kind of sucks that like I feel like every other page they need to have her say tiger um it's just it's so stupid but uh you know, she's just, she's just saying like, you know, how, how are you holding up? And he's like, this is, when does it end? I, I'm not even Spider-Man anymore. And I'm still having to deal with Norman Osborn's legacy of evil. That, I that mean,
0: is Foggy Nelson, by the way, because they, they talk about how Daredevil was killed and yeah, stuff. Yep. So that is foggy.
1: Okay. Huh. Um, and oh, uh, this is yeah,
0: so it, least, uh, like, like <laughs> the way, Looks with like the, the the hair and all that.
1: He looks like Doctor Strange for crying I was out loud. Say that. Yeah,
0: like it's it's so Doctor Strange, yeah.
1: which is which is funny considering that both characters were, you know, creatively designed by Steve Ditko, um, initially. But yeah, Mary Jane is just saying like, hey, you know, this isn't your fault. You know, you can't you can't help that you were Spider Man and had a kid. <laughs> like you wanted to have a family, and uh, you know, and. We, we lucked out for over 13 years our lives have been normal and you know peter of course is going full-on guilt trip and he's like you deserve better you and me and he's like maybe you were right we should have told her she has a right to know the madness she's been born into like we're getting very melodramatic now oh,
0: it's, it's total yeah like absolute melodrama
1: yeah and uh Mary Jane is, is actually like really pleading May's case. And, you know, she's saying like, she's, she's a good kid. She's strong and independent And in anything else that we may have screwed up. We, we have done pretty good as parents. She can handle it. And she has a right to know, especially if her power, powers are starting to kick in, you know, and, <laughs> and, uh, Peter says she already knows who she is, Mary Jane. She's our daughter. Everything else is just part of the entire picture and uh mary comes back to him saying i know peter and i'm telling you she can handle this she can handle being the daughter of spider-man meanwhile neither of them realize that may is on the stairs listening to every word they just said and her eyes go full-on bug out status when she hears that last sentence uh and then we see normie osborne uh just being a complete fucking wackadoo and abandoned osborne industries warehouse and he's all heavily tattooed and he's got uh the trademark osborne tight curly hair Mm -hmm. but he's but it's all long and stuff so it's it's incredibly incredibly wavy um and yeah he's got revenge tattooed across his chest and um on his back he's got like a scroll tattoo that says honor thy father kill the spider <laughs> and, yeah he's he's just basically sitting there like i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna kill them all and it's all it's all for my father and, and my grandfather i'm i'm finally gonna put an end to the cycle of hate which spider-man began and uh is looking for help so he's he goes to uh see the fantastic four and uh he's informed by reception at the Baxter building, which uh, is now uh, the fantastic five. Yep. Um, because it's a uh, human torch thing. Uh, Lila, the scroll that Johnny married. Um, I don't know who that, Oh, uh, Franklin Richards and oh. Herbie. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Franklin Richards at that point in time, uh, in this timeline, which would be spun out into, uh, Marvel Comics 2 or MC2 as it was known. Uh, his uh, title, I believe, was Psylord. And uh, yeah, he's informed that they're on a deep, a classified mission in deep space. So, uh, you know, they'll leave a message and uh, they'll get back to him as soon as they return. He's like, oh, okay, thanks, but uh, I'll, I'll just, I'll head out. Never mind. Uh, and he's just trying to figure out where he can go from there. Meanwhile, May is uh, in her, in the co- basketball court at her school. She's, she's in the court by herself and she's like, I wonder uh, my dad's Spider-Man and I started to be able to do these things. I wonder, wonder like what I can do. And she starts like jumping and bouncing around the entire gymnasium. And it's, it's actually rather impressive. Uh, and just as she's kind of like hitting the floor again, her spider sense goes off and she immediately realizes like, Oh, I think, I think that is kind of like warning me. Oh, yeah, there. Look at that. Somebody's walking in. I better, I better keep it cool. And uh, it's one of the, one of the girls she's on the team with, and you know, she's just like, hey, you know, we we missed you at the party. We still, we still cool. And she's like, oh, absolutely, forever, like forever, girlfriend. You're my best bud. But uh, I gotta bounce. <laughs> like uh, that is a quote. I, even though I gotta bounce now.
2: Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. And, well, also, also in true '90s fashion, we're getting uh, the baggy jeans and the yep. plaid, fan, uh, plaid uh, flannel.
1: The plaid flannel with a midriff bearing crop top, like <laughs> word. It's a uh, you know, it's very, it, it's very Gwen Stefani, no doubt. Uh, I think design. it's Yellowstone
0: waterfalls. You
1: know, <laughs> I mean, same shit, different smell, really. Yeah. Yep. Um, and. Uh, we see that peter made his way to the Avenger, to avengers mansion he's walking through with jarvis who's bringing him directly to uh, the sort of control room uh, and that's where we see earth's mightiest heroes at this point in time uh, we see a large computer screen with the visage of the vision on it uh which heavily implies that the vision is uh probably just a sentient program inside of this supercomputer and doesn't have corporeal form any longer uh, probably acting as a brain of sorts for the Avengers, more tactician than anything else, which makes sense. I get it. Uh, and then we have a couple of newish characters. I mean, we do have Speedball, everybody's favorite dickhead from Civil War. Um, and this is well before Civil War, so at oh this yeah, point, he was just a fucking nobody. He was this a... was ten years before Civil War. <laughs> yeah, this he was he wasn't even like second tier. He was like fourth tier. Um, and we have uh, Jubilee from the X-Men, uh, clearly one of the higher ups here. Uh, J2, who is uh, the juggernaut's son who, through magic and genetics, was able to make himself large and muscular like he had the cyderact gem. He basically has like cyderrac gem powers infused with his DNA. Uh, and I'm not quite sure. I can't remember who the the Thor-looking dude is supposed to be. It reminds me of the Thunderstrike. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. And then like um, a wasp
0: type analog.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. And then she and she's sitting at the computer where Vision's you know red, red face, yellow diamond head, head is is just leering out. Kind of reminds me a little bit of the face in the book from Care Bears the movie. Oh, that's uh, such a good movie. Yeah, it was talk about mixing your creepy with your fun. Um, but yeah, uh Peter just looks at them, he's like, I don't know a single one of these fucking avengers. Uh you know what? I'm gonna I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna leave. Uh bye. And he even says to himself, like I I barely managed to make an exit with my dignity intact, but I just I couldn't put those kids at risk. Normie's my problem, my responsibility, which is mm, classic Spider-Man. And uh, <clears throat> we have a, a little bit of a, a very typical teenage back and teenage and mothered back and forth with uh, May Day and Mary Jane where, you know, she's just like, oh, blah, blah, blah. You lied to me. The absence of truth is a lie. Thanks to you and dad. I don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> to which Mary Jane replied. And I actually did dig this. Oh, don't be so melodramatic. <laughs> especially when you're quoting my lines <laughs> like, which is great because it it it's at that point too that mary jane's like oh, okay so she definitely overheard us talking and uh May- mayday is just like i'm a freak <laughs> and i still once again appreciate mary jane's response here just very quietly no you're only your father's daughter and he was spider-man <laughs> like I, I like that that little tag on the end there uh and you know may is like i have no idea what that means and mary jane says we're like you're right and may is rather shocked like, i'm uh, what and she's like yeah you know what it's it's our fault that you don't know anything about this and maybe you could just cut me a little slack i'm going to try and explain the factors behind our decision and she goes through she brings her up to the attic and shows her a trunk It has all of Peter's old Spider-Man stuff. His web shooters, his his old action suit. And we see that uh, May is kind of pulling it all out. And uh, she's holding the original Spider-Man suit and also uh, the gauntlet that goes with the web shooter that holds the cartridges uh, for web fluid. And she asks her, uh, her asks, uh, she asks her mother, you know, how come there are two different costumes here? And Mary Jane uh, briefly just says, oh, that one belonged to your Uncle Ben. And uh, she said, oh, Dad used to tell me stories about him. He was a hero who died before I was born. I take it this spider thing sort of runs in our family, kind of like the Osbournes in their green scene. Mom, what will we do? What will Dad do about Normie? And she's like, what he always does, baby, he'll make things right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's we we get to uh, the very Doctor Strange looking Peter Parker hanging out on Brooklyn Bridge waiting for uh, old the, the old green meanie.
2: Uh, so, real quick, uh, for those that don't know, like me, <laughs> uh, did Ben die?
1: I think, maybe. Uh, this is Clone Saga shit, dude. Don't I read the Clone Saga many, 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 many moons ago. And I have a tendency to retain a lot. But that whole thing was so convoluted. I mean, it really was just like all over the place and drawn out that I, I can't remember. I, I remember Ben taking over as Spider-Man. I cannot remember what happened to him after that fact and how Peter ended up reclaiming the mantle, I would assume he died. Cause like, he's not an entity anymore. I you think,
0: know? I think he did die, but I think he like sacrificed himself
1: somehow. So that makes sense. I mean, Kane from that whole thing is still around because he's factored into, uh, like the spider verse comic books and stuff.
0: Yeah. He's back now, I guess as a villain, right?
1: Uh, anti hero, I'd say. You know, but um, yeah, came was was a a um imperfect clone of of Spider Man. He actually uh, was much much stronger than than Peter Parker. Uh, like his proportion of strength was was far greater. Uh, basically everything was jumped up on him, uh, including like even his spider sense. Um, he. He his Spider Sense was 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 ramped up and he actually has precognitive episodes. So he actually sees what the near future is going to be, which in essence is what Spider Sense does, but he actually has like the full-on vision of what exactly is going to happen. Um, but it also he much like most of the other clones, he's dealing with degradation and the process, as I said, it wasn't he was imperfect he had a a nasty scar going all down his face yeah like a Uh, spider web scar like a a web yeah um and uh, i think that was actually rectified later like the longer the character was around but yeah uh he he um had this ability as well um it was sort of like a a ramping up of his uh, ability to stick to walls and stuff. Like he could still do that, but uh, also he uh, could grab people in like, it was sort of like uh, an acidic uh, secretion that would come from his hand. He could burn people and they called it the Mark of Cain. Oh, of course. Of course they did. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, but regardless of that, Ben Riley being killed probably, probably happened. Uh, I'd I'd have to look into it a little bit more, uh, but when I hear Ben Riley, it kind of it kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies because that means I'm gonna have to fucking bone up on something having to do with the Clone Saga, and I'm good.
0: They they did um, in in the uh, new Across the Spider Verse movie, you know, they did kind of uh, mention the Scarlet Spider and all that. <laughs> that was pretty funny.
1: I will say, when Ben Riley took over as Spider Man, I was a little disappointed that the Scarlet Spider costume was not kept because I actually really, really liked that, that costume. I really, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a very cool variation and kind of made a little bit more sense to me that he would have like a sweatshirt that he was able to like throw a quick spider on as opposed to this like intricately, (laughs) intricately designed costume with uh, like web patterns all through it. Like this was clearly like, a red suit that he put on and was able to pull a red mask down over with like the goggle eyes. And then, okay, here's the blue sweatshirt. That's my sweater symbol. Ready to go. Like I, that's, that struck me as far more Peter Parker, Spider-Man than the regular outfit that he, he wears day to day as, as the, uh, yeah I, I never
0: really liked that Ben Riley one. And I, and I know that is the suit that, uh, that Mayday gets, but it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's like, you know what, why does it have to be so ornate and you're doing this? Like you have the regular Spider-Man suit and it's like, that should be good enough. Like it's, let's just keep that.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, well, they, you know, here's the thing. It, it is, it, it is good in a way because it differentiated between which Spider-Man it was at that point. You know, like you knew, Oh, if you saw that, that's Ben Riley Spider-Man um but they kept I the, design. Like the design
0: you know it's like yeah. oh now it's got blue running down the sides and you know the the spider goes up to your shoulders i'm like why is it so complex <laughs> like, yeah
1: just... I, I i don't like it myself yeah. um i believe that was the uh the costume that he had too when they did like uh marvel versus dc, DC it versus is marvel. exactly and exactly that one it just it just looks it sucks like in context especially for that too because you're finally seeing like these big throwdowns that everybody's wanted for years. And you take a look at that Spider-Man, it's like, Oh, you couldn't have just like found a way to give him his original costume for this story. You know, like just have the classic looking Spider-Man going up against whomever the fuck he was fighting in that. Like, come on.
0: We also had mullet Superman at that time. Didn't we? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, no one's perfect. We had bone claw Wolverine, you know, it's like, all right. It was a time. Boneclaw
1: Wolverine made more sense than mullet-haired Superman. Okay.
0: I'm not going to disagree with that at all. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean. It was the 90s. It was the 90s.
2: Yeah.
1: A lot of stuff
0: going on. Well aware. Wildly aware
1: it was the 90s. That's the issue at hand. (laughs) It was the fucking 90s.
0: People were chasing waterfalls and whatnot.
1: Yeah. I,
2: I had long hair in the 90s.
1: Oh, they I should have been sticking yeah. to the rivers and the lakes. In that a duster, used to. Leo. Yeah, you had a duster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'll Possibly ha- a fedora. i love to stay and hang out, with this copy of Highlander 2 Renegade versions. I'm not going to watch itself. <laughs> Sorry. I don't want to get back into that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we, we have Goblin uh, showing up to Peter on the Brooklyn Bridge, and uh, the guy is definitely fearsome. Uh, he he's he's a much darker purple uh to to the tattered tunic going into the cloak that he wears um and like i said he's using like some kind of anti-grav technology instead of a glider so him moving under his own power is like far more eerie than norman osborne on that big apparatus coming at you He's like
0: the phantasm from Mask of Phantasm. That's that's the vibe I'm getting. Oh, yeah. That's with the that's, smoke yeah. and all
1: that. That's yeah. fair. And uh, I, I I do appreciate that the um the suit he's wearing it looks a little segmented so you get the idea that it's like a very thin armor. Uh it, it, you know like it's it's playing up like sort of a second skin armor which definitely would have been right in line with the kind of sci- scientific advancements Norman Osborne would dedicate towards this persona. Um, and we see Normie just like going nuts and lifting Peter up. And that's when we see for the first time that Peter's right leg, uh, we just see like the ankle and it's actually metal. So uh, we, we finally get the idea like, oh, Peter, the reason he limps in this is because he's missing a leg. And, you know, Peter is trying his best to reason with Normie. You know, and he's just, you know, he's like, my date was supposed to be with Spider-Man to which Peter responds. He doesn't exist anymore. Norman. He died the same night as your grandfather. There's no need for us to fight. And, you know, then he's like, "Nope, you're wrong. Uncle Pete, you say Spider-Man's dead. You one legged loser, but you're still breathing. Is my grandfather is my daddy. I, I didn't need to put the accent on that last word but it just felt right felt felt right and uh you know he's just saying he's doing the typical unhinged thing like <laughs> like you know zod and man are like i will find him <laughs> it's, it's, it's <laughs> like, this war will end when i stand over spider-man's corpse and uh and he's like i'll get you to change in the costume uncle pete i can be very persuasive and uh and he's like you could just ask young may and Peter, of course, is like, "You leave her out of this." And you know, Normie's just like, "But this is all a family affair. Don't you want to include her and be fun?" And uh, Mary Jane shows up inexplicably, <laughs> like, "Hey, also
0: in a bare midriff,
1: also in a bare bear, midriff, bearing uh, crop top." That's true, um, but hey, you know, she she was she she is a former supermodel. Uh, so I guess, uh, you know, if you have a kid and you're still able to, to rock that 13 years later, Godspeed. Oh, I am
0: all for this. So it's, yeah. Okay.
1: yeah. Uh, you know, you're not not here to shame a- anybody's clothing choices except teenagers, because they're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, and that's not to say all teenagers are stupid, but I'm, I'm speaking from experience, having been one. And every person I know that's my age was also a teenager at one point. I've actually done a study. And uh, it turns out that we're all pretty much in agreement that uh, when you're a teenager, it's really easy to believe that you know everything at any given point and uh, your judgment is absolute in everything, including clothing choices. And it's only after you get through that pubescent stage into uh, burgeoning and then lifelong adulthood, you see exactly how fucking dumb you were for that window of time from the period you were 13 to probably 19 or 20.
2: You're also invincible at that time, too.
1: That is true. There are many times... I mean, our bones are still very, very rubber at that point. And uh, (laughs) there's definitely a couple of instances where I, I rightly... Should have died uh, Were I were I, in, The age I am now I'd be dead <laughs> You know uh, But you know chalk it up to being 18-19 years old It was just like oh I'll shake it off Granted like the next day I was like I can't move Somebody, I'm just going to open my mouth and pour the bottle of ibuprofen Towards me Whatever sticks is the right amount of ibuprofen I need to take That's fine uh,
0: Whatever Yeah. Sticks.
1: whatever sticks uh, there's three on my tongue good enough all right now just pour that water towards my face i can't lift my arms but uh yeah so mary jane shows up and uh peter does this like run mary jane thing and of course green goblin grabs her by the face nonetheless (laughs) and uh he actually calls her auntie m (laughs) or auntie m i guess um do I what is it? Do I fry Auntie M's pretty face, or do I get Spider-Man? And uh, that's when we get a nice splash of Mayday coming down in the Ben Riley suit with the the gauntlets with the the web fluid cartridges on the outside, swinging down with the full-on McFarlane-esque web. Yep. And and uh, I will I will give her this much. Um, she made much better use of the tiger line than her mother has at any other point in this comic book. Uh, she comes down swinging saying, you want a spider person, Normie face it tiger. You just hit the jackpot, which that well, well used, well-timed, you know, she's got the gift. Her father has Mary Jane does not. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't mean clinging to walls and swinging around. I, I mean that smart ass tongue flapping around. And, um, she, she goes to kick the shit out of him and, you know, she's, she's doing well. She's bouncing around. And meanwhile, Mary Jane and Peter are freaking out. Mostly Peter <laughs> freaking out. Uh, actually, no, no, I'm sorry. It's Mary Jane. She's like, she's going to be killed <laughs> and May can hear everything. She's like, thanks for the fucking vote of confidence, ma. And, uh, you know, Normie's just like, I don't want to destroy you. I want to destroy your father. Don't do this. And, you know, she's like, uh, yeah, sorry, Normie, my dad's been retired ever since your grandfather blew off his leg. And, uh, you know, he she zaps and, and covers one of his right hand completely in webbing. And he just like hits a button and like it, sort of electric current comes out Yeah. and uh, it completely shreds the webbing from his hand. And he says, as you can see, this is quite useless against me. And she, she uh, realizes, she goes, oh, an electroshock hand thingy. Okay, got it. And uh, she starts swinging around and crawling around, getting Normie to, to uh, just kind of keep following her and chasing her. And, um, you know, <laughs> she's like, what are you gunning for my dad for anyway? What's your major mad on? And he, he's like, injustices must be righted, young May. Agonies must be paid in kind. You mind being a wee bit more specific, and uh, that's that's when uh, you know we see Mary and Pete still kind of fretting, and Mary Jane is just like she's she's too young, too inexperienced, and uh, Normie's back to it like you're gonna die, Spider Girl, like my grandfather, like my own father, and like my mother. <laughs> what what about your mom, Normie? Aunt Lizzie was never a part of this. How would she feel about shut up and stop calling me Normie? I'm the green goblin now. <laughs> like, I love the fact that she has been calling him Normie the whole time and how how grating it clearly is to his ears. Uh, I mean, she's playing the exact right game that Spider-Man would be playing. Um in and, and Peter, Peter mentions it as much, you know, he says, you know, she's She's keeping him talking and and off balance. You know, she's not giving him an inch edgewise. And uh, she she aims and uh, as she's falling and manages to keep herself from plummeting to her doom and. uh, She makes her way and sticks to the side of the bridge, and that's when uh, (laughs) Normie pulls out a pumpkin bomb (laughs) and we see May say to herself, at last. He pulls out another pumpkin bomb and a smile spreads beneath your mask because you've been secretly keeping track of his various toys. Oh, yeah. This is a classic (laughs) trope. Yeah, this is classic. Hubba hubba. I was beginning to think you were out of those. And she webs his hand again with the pumpkin bomb directly in the middle of it. And he says, you think you have me, you idiotic child? As I've already shown you, I can easily free myself long before the delayed fuse ignites. Yada yada yada. You're a loser, Normie, a kid playing dress up who's a few donuts short of a dozen. You can't blow off my webbing with your electro shock thingy without igniting the bomb. And Peter's just like yes, like he is. <laughs> he, if he if they were selling penance for Spider Girl on the bridge, he'd be <laughs> rocking two of them at this point. And he, uh, she's saying it as he's doing it, and he. He gets the webbing off, but it activates the bomb. He's just like, no, no. And it blows up right in his fucking hand. And uh Peter's just like, she did it. She outfought and outmaneuvered him. And uh he falls and he lands like right in free like highway traffic. And he's about to get run down by a, a, a fucking like 18-wheeler. And uh May uses her webbing and you know she's thinking to herself like i'm you know i have a great power but i have an even greater sense of responsibility no one's going to die today but when she's yo-yoing him back with the web the last thing he sees is her with her fist up getting ready to duke him right in the right in the kisser kid yeah and um you're feeling loose and slim and he (laughs) right in the kisser (laughs) right in the kisser and uh we get like sort of a damage control esque kind of thing going on. And, and uh, they, they have them all locked up in a special like torso device. And uh, he is just, he is off his rocker. Now he's actually singing a spider girl song, which is clearly set the tune of the old animated Spider-Man a Spider girl, spider girl. I'm not going to do the whole thing, but you know, you get the idea. And uh, we see, I, I assume that's J. Jonah Jameson.
0: That's what I was thinking. Cause I, I don't know anyone else
2: that has that mustache.
1: Well, that's the thing. Like it, it's not, oh, wait, it, it, Fog-
2: it, it could be shadow. I, I, yeah, that, I, I thought it what was a Kingpin for some reason. Oh,
0: so that's foggy Nelson because he was in, in the, Oh early-
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Kingpin would make no sense whatsoever. I don't like Wilson's just hanging out like, Oh, Hey kids. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that one. Um, but, uh, I guess Liz, you know, they, they ask her like, you know, how, how's Liz doing? And, oh yeah. He, he says like, I wonder whatever happened to Spider-Man anyway, was he killed like daredevil or did he manage to live happily ever after? And they ask him how Liz is doing. Uh, cause I, I forget, I, I forgot for the longest time that, that foggy and Liz were an item in the comics. Like that's who she, she, was with after she was done with, with uh, Harry Osborn. I mean, you know that Justin, right? Well, I was
0: thinking um if this was Liz from the daredevil series, you know? Yeah. Liz Allen. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, that's exactly who that is. But she, I mean, she was originally a Spider-Man character, much like Kingpin was originally yep. a Spider-Man character. Um, and I just, I, it didn't even dawn on me until I was reading this. I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, um, Cause I didn't. The funny thing is, like, I caught the Daredevil thing. I'm like, oh yeah, what an interesting connection with like Liz Allen and Daredevil. And I wasn't even thinking about the fact that this was Foggy Nelson like that whole time. That just like whizzed by my head. Uh, man, sometimes you just can't see the forest for the trees. Uh, and you know, I guess she's she's not great, but you know, wherever there's life, there's also hope. And uh, as Foggy says, God knows, hope is all we have sometimes. And they uh, they go back to the Parker residence or Watson Parker residence, and uh, likely in Queens, I would say. <laughs> and they're in the backyard. They have a barrel. They they've uh, started a fire in it, and they're throwing all of the Spider-Man paraphernalia that was in the attic into it: the web shooters, the fluid cartridges, the the action suits, the whole kit and caboodle. And May is narrating the this end piece where she's saying this is a farewell of sorts not a word is spoken but you can feel the weight of unasked questions you desperately want to reassure your parents that they have nothing to fear that everything will return to normal but you can't you cannot predict the future all you know for sure is that your name is may mayday parker and this could be the first day of the rest of your life And uh, we see that she has a sketch of a new spider costume, uh, which looks an awful lot like the black suit that her father wore when he came back from Secret Wars.
2: Yeah. She got the symbiote.
1: No, no, she didn't get the symbiote, Leo. She's designing (laughs) a suit. Why would she draw out a suit that she was going to design if she had the symbiote?
0: Because Transformers.
1: Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> One of these nights, I'm going to end up in the fucking emergency room. My yeah. wife's going to be with me, and I'm not going to be able to speak. And they be like, what What happened? His blood pressure is through the roof. What could have happened to you, him? Highland, well, you too. He he was doing a podcast with a couple of buddies of his about uh, about Batman, and, uh, and I mean, honestly... Some jerk in a duster. <laughs> honestly, you should... I mean, I can play you a couple of the episodes. He gets really worked up over some of the dumb stuff that happens. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I feel like that's not far off from like what would actually go down. Like, I was like, just listen to five minutes of this, okay? Like you I don't heard understand. Turn, he's
0: he's clearly Irish, Scottish, but he says he's <laughs> Egyptian and has a katana blade.
1: <laughs> Brandon, do you do you know where you are? I, I think so. Is 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 Indiana Jones in theaters right now? Is is Michael Keaton Batman? Nineteen eighty nine. Yes, Brandon. <laughs> yes, it's two thousand twenty three. No, how could that be? <laughs> I've gone. Too that doesn't far. make any sense. Sam, Al, how do I leap? <laughs> I, I said the words wrong. Clatu, Verona. <laughs> Maybe not every single s- syllable exactly, but I, I got real close. <laughs> Is this
2: Skinwalker Ranch? <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> oh wow. I had the strangest
1: <laughs> dream, Doc. You were there, and my wife was there, and Spider-Man was there. What? I mean, and that nurse was the there. <laughs> oh man everybody everybody was was some kind of superhero or supervillain, and and i was the only one that knew it you believe me don't you dr blake what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> relax relax I'd like to help you but relax. i'm lame we, we have we have to we have to we want to do a few scans we're just going to send you down to radi- radiology don't worry Dr. Banner will take good care of you there. <laughs> Dr. Banner. <laughs> did, 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 what? <laughs> here's, here's, our, here's one of our interns. He's a, he's a new tech. Uh, he's, he's, he's actually helping to uh, really kind of standardize a lot of the procedures that we have here. He's, he's putting together a whole compendium. So he might take a few photos, no faces or anything like that. Uh, his name is Pete. He'll, yeah. he'll be around to help you out. <laughs>
0: put me back i want to be in the dcu (laughs) this is bullshit
1: oh man it's the it's the world just outside your window it's the world just outside your window what's the matter he thinks he's stuck in a marvel comic book (laughs) for those of you who don't realize that used to be marvel's like tagline the world just outside your window because everything took place in in and around new york city it yeah, made a lot of so.
0: sense with like books like God Loves, Man Kills from X Men because that's just what you'd want.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's what some people would want, I'm sure. You know <laughs> well, that there's they're... talk there's talk of uh, uh, Brian Cox showing up in Deadpool three. It'll happen.
0: I mean, look, I mean, we we sat here and said it would never happen that you would get another person that I won't spoil showing up in the Flash, and it happened. So that seems to be the vogue thing to do. And after they did that whole Green Lantern thing in
1: the last uh, Deadpool, you know, it's uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, uh, you know, interesting stuff going on with that. You know, talking about multiverses and and omniverses and stuff. I mean, the uh, the could enjoy the ride. <laughs> yeah, the consensus for no, I mean, I think personally, I think what they're gearing towards is um. This, isn't, this is just my own. I haven't seen anything to confirm this. I'm, I'm just kind of shooting from the hip, but I think they're gearing towards uh, Deadpool kills the Fox Marvel Universe.
0: That would make a lot of sense, but then you'd have to have Holly Berry and um, Michael Fassbender and all that. So,
1: I mean, maybe, but not necessarily. You know, you do well, why a couple... is Will
0: Green involved in it? Because he's going to have to help him.
1: Yeah. So I we're
0: I... going to get a, another uh, James Marsden.
1: I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. Like he could just be, he could, he could, I, I, I can't speak to it, but I, I just get the feeling because, you know, we're, we're hearing rumors that Cox is going to come back as William Stryker. Uh, we're now hearing that Jennifer Garner has been confirmed, I believe as Electra from when she appeared as the character in both daredevil and Electra, the, the solo off movie from that. Um, I
0: mean, that's, that's well and good you know what whatever i mean they're going to do they're going to do a better job but you, you know we haven't heard if cable's going to be in it you know is is zazy beats going to be in it we haven't even heard that stuff yet
1: uh zazy beats is not going to be in it from what i'm given to understand well, then but then, then again she could just be saying i'm not in it and, and have like a smaller role because the focus is going to be on deadpool and wolverine
0: or maybe she already filmed something that's in it and yeah you know. and
1: but because i mean Everybody in those things has to sign NDAs and what have you. So like, you know, people ask me like, oh, you're going to be in Deadpool 3. be like, "They haven't called me. I don't know anything that's going on. Yeah. See? So yeah. Classic. Yeah. I mean, like, okay, if you say so, you know I mean, <laughs> Andrew Garfield was saying the same fucking thing like day in and day out when it came to no way home and uh, spoiler alert for anybody out there that lives under a fucking rock. But yeah, he's in Spider-Man no way home alongside Tobey Maguire. What? I know. I know if she's elected are, are we, we not allowed, allowed to spoil things her that her are 2 son. years old i mean some people would have you think that <laughs> <laughs> i mean i've uh, i've 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 heard people talk about the end of the godfather in front of other people who haven't seen it and they're like dude it's like all right come on man <laughs> the movie is decades old at this point that's that's your fault now not not anybody else's <laughs> What were you saying, Leo? I'm sorry.
2: Oh no, no, no! I was gonna say I could see them doing some prime jokes with uh, like Ben Affleck as Daredevil and him going like,
1: "Batman, what what are you doing here?" And then, uh, um, Catwoman. John Favreau. John Favreau is Foggy Nelson again.
0: Yeah. I hey, I would eat that up. That would be great. He was great yeah. as Foggy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then I still storm as Catwoman. I, or, or I vice versa. Ouch. That's true. That's true. I still I still think uh, one of the perfect people to cast as Foggy Nelson would be Sean Astin. Eldon Henson did a really good job. I liked Eldon Henson a lot. Yeah, I, I mean, re- he's I like... I
0: really did. He's into it, man. Like, he is into that role. So... Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, wish, yeah. 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 I wish... Yeah. yeah. I wish they... The Mighty Ducks.
1: I wish they had, hel- like, held on to, like, the way the character actually is in the comics. Like, he's the one that comes from money and like he had like this super comfortable rich background and comes from like a long line of lawyers. And cause like, I really feel like, especially for character development within that show, especially in that show, it would have shown like the, the strength of the friendship between foggy and Matt and how much foggy really believes not just in Matt, but in their ability to work together and make a difference and make a name for themselves. Like, like I, I really would have liked that, but I mean, it's cool that they went with the whole like he comes from an an Irish butcher family in New York. Oh, whatever. Okay, that's fine. Eldon Huntson still knocked it out of the park for me, as far as as far as I was concerned. Um, but I just meant like, you know, for Ben Affleck. Uh, I like I like John Favreau a lot, but I've always thought that like Sean Astin, he he nail the he would nail a little bit more of, of foggy altogether like if they were to give him po- proper shrift in in a, a live action role like in the, it, you know the way that the comic book-esque version was presented in in the fox movie um because john favreau wasn't given a whole lot to do um but he's i mean he's john favreau he's 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 pretty good in Anything he does for the most part, uh, you know, even if what he's in itself isn't that great. Mm -hmm. Um, but that being said, uh, you know, there's there's lots of different stuff going on with different multiverses and universes and stuff like that. I mean I never thought I'd get tired of normies using the term multiverse, but this (laughs) is where this is where I am in 2023. I'm I'm actually getting a little versed out because it's like everything needs to be some kind of universe and it's tiring i honestly think that's a large part of what we're seeing in in uh, movie theaters uh with low returns on a lot of these big budget movies that are coming out um you know if if what happens is they made so many big movies over the past several years that these movie studios stopped making the smaller movies and are constantly focusing on making blockbusters. Now, if you remember blockbusters, we don't, we get like two, maybe three in a year spread out. You get maybe like two in the summer spread out a decent amount of time from one another. So you, you can breathe and then maybe.
2: And their peak, they were opening what, like one a day.
0: Yeah, well it it is funny too because it's like what you're not wrong because of the amount of media that everybody consumes now, you know, so they have to spread these things out.
1: Yeah, but no, but what I'm saying is like that they used to do that, but now we're what happens is we're getting every movie that's being made and being released is meant to be a blockbuster.
0: Of course, yeah.
1: And here's the funny thing about that, kids, is if you make every movie To be a blockbuster, you spend inordinate and exorbitant amounts of cash on it versus making smaller projects that can be funded by one giant project like a tentpole. Remember that term? Tentpole? That used to be a thing. It's not anymore. If you make every movie to be a blockbuster, eventually there will be no more block left to bust. And I think that's what we're seeing. Like everyone likes to talk about superhero fatigue, but it's not just superhero movies that are that are get, feeling the hit. It's all of these gigantic, big budget, like
2: you know, well, e- even striving
1: show. for striving for epic movies.
2: E- even shows too. Like if they don't have you know so much of a reach, you know, like the the first week out, you know, they get canceled. You know, and uh, true. I, I was I yeah, was like making a black cowboy show, bebop blockbuster show or, or um, store joke.
1: Sorry. <laughs> it was bad. I, I didn't realize that's what you were doing, Leo. You probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs>
2: <You> <laughs> just sure. just
1: look, played look, it
0: off. They they're another one that should have known it was over like well before it was over. They refused to grow and everything that they they had. You know they're like, oh, you could have transitioned into non physical media and stuff. You had all the all the things to do that, you know, in um, like their service where they were like mailing stuff, just like Netflix and all that. I was there, man. They had no clue. They gave up on every license that they had with like universal and stuff like that. So instead of getting like 40 DVDs of like the 40 year old Virgin, they got six per store. I'm like, are you kidding yeah.
1: me? Well, you know, I mean, it's like, well, yeah, the mistakes the, were made Ted, yeah. Ted Sarandos from Netflix. I mean, they pitched it. To blockbuster and they got laughed. Actually, they, they got laughed out of the room. Yeah, yeah. they fucking well, scoffed at them. And to to Ted sarandos and his partner's credit, they walked out of that room and instead of being discouraged, they resolved to make every single person in that room eat their words, which was the worst fucking move altogether. blockbuster could have made like it could have you know they could have professionally and respectfully said we don't think it's the right time for us to do this uh you know this that and the other thing just be professional i mean they they laughed them out of the room like that that is i can't believe that no one at that point in time like to just like have no self-awareness see how that just happened and be like wait a minute was this was this the pride before the fall? Because it feels like it. It, it mm-hmm. feels like feels like this is hubris that's gonna bite us on the ass real fucking hard, real fucking soon.
2: Well, and right it, at right at the end when they decided to, you know, try to diverge their, you know, their business model. Like they had a pretty good setup, you know, trying to replicate cool. what uh, Netflix was doing with the mail-in DVDs. Mm-hmm. But they added the option that you could, you know, get your mail in and then watch it and then go to an actual blockbuster store and swap it out for something else. Yep. You know, perfect way to get people back into the store.
0: And you can yeah. still buy your popcorn, your ice cream, all that stuff there, which, you, you know, Amazon at the time wasn't really a thing. Yeah. You know, it, it didn't have anything besides it books. Just books. It yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know? Um, but you know, yeah. that's, that, that's the thing. I mean, it, at most you could, you could buy DVDs. Yeah. I, I would
2: from think that, Amazon. That, you probably that, could. that.
1: Um, I, I know that for a fact actually, because the reason I actually joined Amazon, she's fucking so long ago. The reason I joined Amazon was to, uh, buy Dr. Horrible sing along blog Oh on, oh, yes. on DVD. Uh, I absolutely love that musical. Um, yep,
0: same here. you know,
1: anything moistened. worst i can do best i can do is make people feel like they need to take a shower (laughs) but uh bad horse bad horse anyway (laughs) i i love that he's bad (laughs) he rides across the nation the thoroughbred of sin (laughs) but uh yeah i love that shit and uh bet enlin helped out on that um all the different villains that you see he helped create um, one of my favorite ones was, uh, I think, he was sitting on, like in a room with Moist. You know, like when Moist was on the phone talking to uh, uh, Billy. Uh, <laughs> there's a guy like sitting down, and he's got like a black shirt on. He's wearing like pink boxing gloves and pink boxing shorts, and on his shirt, it has two pink P's, like one the correct way and one backwards. Uh and I was like, who the fuck is that? He was the pink pugilist. <laughs> I was like, dude, that is a tick character if I have ever fucking heard one. Um, zombie bowie was, <laughs> was one of the characters <laughs> at the end, uh, and that was actually um uh uh Jed uh Jed Whedon, who was done up as oh, as uh, okay as Zombie Bowie at the end, yeah. But um, you know, speaking speaking of uh things that you know, could be good or maybe might have overextended. It's interesting to note that this particular what if out of all of them over the years, keep in mind, this is number 105 out of 114 on the second volume starting in 1989 with what if it actually led way to, as we had mentioned earlier, Marvel Comics 2 or MC2. Uh, which dealt with the next generation of Marvel heroes, uh, sort of legacy coming down from uh, the heroes that we already know. Uh, and we saw we, they established that this Spider-Girl that we see here, this basically beca- became issue zero for the Spider-Girl series. Uh, and in tandem with that, uh, they had J2, which is that um, the son of the Juggernaut character we had talked about, uh, A-next, which is that Avengers team that Peter went to go see briefly. Um, in that, uh, that comic book, A-Next, uh, in addition to the characters that we talked about, there's a couple others. Um, one of them is, uh, as I said, American Dream. She's uh, a, a blonde woman who's wearing Captain America's action suit, uh, and she's rocking the shield. I'd have to look a little bit more into like her goings on, but uh, I would imagine she has some kind of augmentation if she's going out and representing as a captain America esque type character. Um, then we had uh fantastic five, eventually wild child, which was supposed to be the daughter of Wolverine and Electra. Uh, and there was a, a few others too. Um, a next j2 yeah i think that was actually yeah that was all of them it, it looks like um a next and j2 were canceled after 12 issues and they were replaced by the fantastic five and wild thing uh, but out of all of them the only one that continued on was spider girl it went all the way to issue 100 and even after that i think it ended in 2006 and just like a year year and a half later because of uh, fan outcrying and saying like we want the character like you know basically fuck the rest of your mc2 stuff we want spider girl and so they brought the character back for a second series and uh it actually still did pretty well for a while uh and May Mayday Parker has become a, a fan favorite for a lot of people. Uh that's why it was kind of cool that they they did involve the character in Across the Spider-Verse as, as a little baby. Uh when
0: yeah, yeah. I was wondering if they had like the adultish version of her in there. Because I I mean there's so much to look at. It's hard to see, you know? Yeah. Like
1: honestly, I haven't seen it. Um I just I I kind of I kind of got burnt out a little on going to the movies the past couple, couple months. Um, and I honestly, I just got like a, a really nice big 4k TV. I'm perfectly fine with waiting for it to come out and watching it at home at this. point. Oh,
0: so that's why you didn't get my Scarlet spider reference earlier. Okay.
1: No, sorry. My bad. Um, Leo got it then. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I've stayed, I've Uh. stayed, I've stayed stayed away from a lot of it. I don't know anything that really happens in the movie. Uh, and, and I want to keep it that way. Um, you know, there's, uh, all I know is like, there's somebody that shows up in it at some point and it's kind of like, Oh shit. They, they really like bridge the gap on that one. Uh, in, in, like uh, I the thing I've seen the most is it's about time, which I have my speculations
0: no about it's not, not about time, really
1: it's more about it's more about space and different realities it's
0: like, it's, it's like dimensional, you know, it's yeah. it's like this timey wimey no, no,
1: no, no, I mean, I mean, in regards to whoever this person is that shows up, like this character or whatever, like, that's what I mean. People like, Oh, it's about time this happened. That's, that's what I mean. Like people oh, are like, Oh, okay. finally
2: emo Spider-Man's I, back.
1: Yes. That's, I don't that's know. what like they were saying. Disagree.
0: There's so many things. That's, that's what um, they said.
1: Finally over Leo, you fucking nailed it.
0: I think, I think you guys will enjoy it. I'll say, I saw it twice in the theaters. It took my kids to see it the second time. They, they were, enthralled they loved it and it's oh, it's got so much good stuff in it is really good good movie
1: i mean i i think that i'm going to enjoy it too it's not because i was just like ah fuck that and I, it's just you know sometimes you know it's 2023 and i still kind of i i get, i'm one of the few people out there i guess i don't know that really was enjoying the fact that i could get movies at home and watch them in the comfort of my living room with my snacks and bathroom here and (laughs) pause whenever I needed to. And, you know, it's all good. Like, especially when something is like a two and a half, three hour movie, like I'm 41, man. Like, how long do I need to fucking hold my piss in order to make sure (laughs) I don't miss some fucking thing in this movie? You know, like did you just say I'm getting too old for this shit. (laughs) Kind of. All I'm really saying is can we fucking bring back the intermission for Christ's sake? Like can we can we can we bring that back into style?
0: I, I don't hate that idea at all.
1: You know, if you're gonna make movies that are fucking like three hours long, give us a fucking piss break in the middle. Didn't Titanic have one? Did it? I don't know. I never saw yeah, it. I think so. I've never seen Titanic. I well,
0: uh, you're gonna hate how it ends.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's the reason I didn't see it because I knew how it ended. That's the thing. Like, I got into an Billy's argument. Billy's name in is school.
0: a dick. That's all I gotta say.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the character he played sucked too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I got into an argument in high school with a girl. Like, not heated or anything, but I was like, I was dumbfounded at at I don't know, at her like her reaction altogether. She was just like, "I'm going to see Titanic again this weekend. It's my what was it?" It's my 14th time. And I was like, 14th? What the fuck did you miss the other 13 times? I am so confused by that. And she was just like, it's, I just, I really like it. It's really sweet. Like, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful love story. And I was like, it's a fucking tragedy. She goes, but two people fall in love. And I was like, yeah, but 1500 people actually died. What is wrong with you? She goes, that's not really what the movie's about. I'm like, it kind of is. It's named Titanic. It's about the fucking tragedy of this thing sinking and lots of people dying, especially when there was no reason for them to. She's like, but Jack, she just she had to let Jack go. I'm like, okay, I don't know what you are talking about at this moment in time. This is this is gobbledygook coming out of your mouth to me. I don't know who Jack is, but I'm sure he deserved it. <laughs> like
2: and she could have saved him,
1: too. 100%. Yeah. I've actually seen a couple of different things, and uh, they've they've actually like shown that uh, because of displacement, likely he actually would not have been able to be up on that door with her.
2: Um, he refuses
1: to comment to this day.
2: Mythbusters uh, did a show about it. Oh, and, did it? Yeah. Yeah, and if they would have taken their life jackets off and used them to prop up the wood, that would have been enough to hold them both.
1: Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure they were they were sharp as tacks with full faculties to think of such a thing in the freezing waters next to the iceberg that just took down the ship they were in.
0: That seems like a Grant, Carey, and Tory uh, element of uh, Mythbusters. Am I wrong? Yeah. OK,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. I love those guys.
2: And uh, I, I was going to say, Brandon, I totally get what you're, you're talking about wanting to watch at home because I. Uh, um my sister was like she needed to see indiana jones like opening weekend so i took her to go see that and there was one point in the movie where i actually thought like oh shit what was that and i i thought okay we got to rewind i'm like oh shit i'm in a movie theater yeah yeah
1: i mean it's uh you know it's i i love the cinema experience i really do but it's tough nowadays especially like i don't have kids thankfully and you know, when I go to the movies, it's it's just me and my wife uh, and just my wife and I going it. I mean, tickets alone are, are like forty dollars. And then what you want to if you want to get snacks or something while you're there, I hope you fucking brought a loan officer with you, you know, and, and just like, why won't people go to theaters anymore? I'm like, because you're not making it worth it to go to theaters anymore.
0: We, we actually got stuck on an elevator after we got off, uh, seeing the flash. You know, it's like,
1: <laughs> my god, but I mean, it, it, but like I said, the, the cinematic experience, there's nothing that compares to it. Um, you know, it's just, I think people have gotten a bit choosier about what they're willing to go out and spend that money on. Oh, totally, you know, and I guess you can say a lot of us got spoiled because of what was happening during COVID and the lockdown. Um, I know I was one of them. I was, I was giggling like a crack fiend every single time a new movie came out. I was like, yes, all for Brandon. <laughs> um, and... Oh man. Another ant man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh no. Man And the wasp. Boo. <laughs> hey, cool. Lawrence Fishburne is playing the guy that becomes giant man. Oh, he's not going to become giant man. <laughs> yeah.
2: But, well, with that being said, I wonder how like Dune 2 is going to uh do because well, be I, mean, theaters only. It,
1: it, I think I think Dune 2 will do well because the first movie did well in in like there's, you know, uh, a large and there's a large number of people that want to see it. And we're clamoring saying they better fucking green, green light a sequel <laughs> Uh, and, you know, thankfully they did, which I mean, considering the fact that it was it was like streaming direct to digital, all that happy horse shit. And it still was very successful um, proves that there was a, a want for this kind of story and that people that were also fans of the, the books by Frank Herbert uh, really wanted to see what this rendition had to offer. Um, and from what I am given to understand, uh, they've done fairly well with a good portion, a large portion of what the story is. Um, and they left themselves plenty of room to cover the rest of the story in, in the sequel, the second part, I should say, the chapter two, if you want to call it that. Um, so I, I don't think something that was the success uh, at that point in time needs to worry about whether or not it's going to be able to get some butts in the seats. Like I know I'm probably going to go see it in the theaters and uh, I'm not even like,
0: I was going to that... say, I didn't think you even like Dune, but
1: I'm not that big into it, but I really enjoyed that movie. And, yeah. and, and, and honestly, like if Dara were down here instead of in bed, like a normal person, um, she could tell you like when we watched it, you know, I, I bought it straight away. I was like, fuck it. You know what I mean? It's 20 bucks. Like if we went to go see it and I didn't like it, it would have cost me 40, you know? So I, I bought it and, uh, we watched it and we got to the end of, it. I was like, fuck man. And she was like, what? I was like, I fucking liked it. And she's like, oh, I'm so I'm so sorry that you liked the movie that we watched. Uh, what a, what a fucking problem for you. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I know real first world bullshit, but still I was like, this, this like is so off brand for me. I don't, i don't appreciate this and uh but that's the thing like i've always said a good story is a good story is a good story you know if if it's good it really should transcend what somebody's predilection for genre or genres is um and for dune like i like sci-fi and all that stuff um
0: and it's I think so, part, it's such a departure though from sci fi. It's like so different.
1: It's sci fi fantasy.
0: Everything. Yeah. It's,
1: yeah. But but that's the thing is like, it's, um, it's, it's not exactly something I gravitate towards, you know. Sci- I don't fantasy, think it's for
0: everyone, to be honest with you. I fantasy,
1: fantasy yeah. in, in particular, like I have a hard time with like wizards and warlocks and, and swords and sorcery and shit. Like, that i don't knock it for anybody else by any by any means um because everybody likes their own stuff um but it for me to be into it like i it kind of has to be like really up there storytelling wise like tell me a good story and i don't fucking care if there's like trolls and unicorns and wherever the fuck else is in it you know um, but if it's bullshit and you fucking hire you bowl to direct a Dungeons <laughs> and Dragons movie, I mean there's gonna be problems. I mean, th- not the least of which is that you fucking hired you a bowl to direct a Dungeons and Dragons movie. But yeah, uh, what, I what was wrong with Dungeons and Dragons?
0: The, the two thousand one oh, version? Oh, 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 oh. yeah, oh. man, that's that's yeah, not,
1: weak, not Honor oh. Among Thieves. I actually
0: keep well, actually, like I just tried to watch it again and I'm like, wow, this is like Mortal Kombat Annihilation bad.
1: Oh, you know, I actually saw something on Mortal Kombat Annihilation recently. And um, that movie that was released, that was released against the director and production crew's wishes. They were still working on effects shots. Everything that was an effect shot in that movie was the stand in effects shots for what needed to be finished.
0: Oh, Wow. It was basically, it was
1: basically,
0: and it's, oh, the the acting's terrible, but yeah,
1: the acting is terrible. The effects
0: are whatever, you know,
1: it's like, come on. I mean, I agree. The acting is, is awful. However, if the effects had been finished, had been finalized, it may have changed the perception of that movie a bit.
0: That movie was like a shotgun approach to like, hey, let's introduce every possible character in this pre-established video game mythos. And like, I, I was like 17 at the time it came out and I'm like, give me more, give me more. I want to see every cyber ninja there is. And then yeah. I watch it now and I'm like, what the hell was I thinking?
1: <laughs> Mother, you're alive. Yes. And now you will die.
0: I just that got a uh, uh, that is an actual
1: exchange boxes. from yeah annihilation
0: talk. they they gave me her um sindel the actress that played
1: sindel uh her <laughs> autograph and i was like thanks thank you yeah. <laughs> it's like i didn't get you guys anything yeah i know. You know i didn't
0: i didn't get you anything and i mean like we have seven baracas over here you
1: know? like... oh cool i'm glad that you gave this to me i mean you're basically saying here you throw this out you (laughs) (laughs) you you throw this out you take care of it this is your problem now like oh i guess it is my problem are the environments Thwip! (laughs) (laughs) quick throw it on a pile of unused funko pops (laughs) i'm gonna go bury this in the backyard with all my unused copies of et for the atari (laughs) 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 but yeah so uh we uh we, we covered this, and um, we will touch upon MC2 again. Uh, there's some interesting ideas, uh, better better concepts than executions. Yeah,
0: uh, I 100% agree. I usually don't like uh, DeFalco's writing. like This was kind of a rarity for me because I liked it,
1: but I found it
0: was because the character is so endearing that you really do like it. And well, Peter's not Peter in this. Mary Jane is kind of Mary Jane. And- well... You know, Peter,
1: it's... I Peter, I actually I I buy in, in his characterization of this because this is a Peter who had to kill his. I mean, at that point, Goblin was Norman. Mm-hmm. He had to kill the father of his former best friend, and in the process lost one of his legs. And this altogether caused him to stop being Spider-Man in conjunction with the fact that he now had a family. Um, That's a lot. And you got to think about the fact that even though he lost his leg, Spider-Man still has, you know, Peter Parker still has all that power, but he, he really can't do anything with it. And we all know the guilt that sits in the core of Peter Parker. Over the years, he could probably convince himself and try to numb himself to the fact that, like, oh, okay, you know, I can't be Spider Man, so it's no use worrying about being Spider Man. But really, there was likely that that ember burning in, in his gut constantly. Like, if I could, if I could be Spider Man, I could have done something about this. I could have done something about that. I, you know, those thirteen years, like we had a normal life. But how many instances did Pete find himself like guilt ridden because he saw something that he could have made a difference over, you know? And that's why I think towards the end, we see like a little bit of a shift in Mary Jane is more concerned about their daughter and her being safe. She's thinking of her as just straight up mayday where Peter is watching her and he, his whole reaction is, Holy shit. She's spider girl and like he was like she nailed it like she did everything the same way i would have done it uh and then the end result is still him and mary jane saying like no you can't do this like it's just it's way too dangerous like you know you're gonna die think you gotta think about all the times your father almost died this that and the other thing uh and that's something if if you're very interested in i i recommend checking out the uh, the Spider Girl comic that started in like 1998, I think it was, or something like that, and uh, it went until it went for like eight years. It went to like 2006.
0: Yeah, she oh, wow. she's a good character, and and she's fun to watch, and she's got like she's got like the quips down, and it's just like a good juxtaposition. She's incredibly likable, and and she's yeah. kind of like Miles Morales before Miles Morales came out, because you're like, hey, here's a fresh take on a character that's a little bit different than what you might be used to, so.
1: Yeah, And and I appreciate that this dovetailed into Marvel trying to create a, a legacy line that they were, they made a, a separate from regular continuity universe that was branched off from what we knew. And it's like, Hey, here's what we think would be like some next steps in, in that sort of like timeline, that evolution and uh, show you how mantles are handed down and, and how, you know, certain people step in when other heroes have to retire or are killed or, or whatever. Um, it's very much in the same vein of what John Byrne did with the Elseworld Superman and Batman generations, which we will cover at some point as well. Um, also worth noting that um, maybe around this time, uh, Earth X came out for Marvel. Not yeah. one of my favorite series, but uh, it is worth noting that in that book, Peter Parker is like kind of overweight and not really, not really doing his spider thing too much anymore, but his daughter may Parker. Uh, she has spider abilities and she actually has the black symbiote. Yeah. And she is now like venom. Um, and it's kind of cool because her costume as, as venom it's it's full black um and it does have the spider that goes like up over the shoulders but that's the only other characteristic of it and it's like blood red uh and like a she's, black widow spider yeah yeah exactly oh, yeah. and she's uh she's still out there like doing her thing but she's a bit more brutal oh I do than her that father Rager was uh she's she's sort of like a you know Mayday Parker lethal protector
0: so, yeah, actually, so she's got um, she's on the cover, and she's yeah. got like it looks like like uh veins and stuff like yeah, that.
1: Kinda, yeah, kind of. Cool. Yeah, kind of like a a, a web work of veins, but it's all red. It's it's it's. I mean, Alex Ross did the covers for the book, which is like very misleading because if yeah. you just bought it based on the cover and then you open the comic, you'd be like, what the fuck is this noise?
0: I, I was thinking today when I saw a picture someone drew of Jack Kirby, how like dead on spot on it looked like Wolverine from Earth X, you know, with the, yeah. the cigar and all that. But let's see 100%. if they have made a Parker original human torch. Nope, that's Medusa. The cool thing about this book was like where they took these characters. You're like, oh wow, yeah. Reed Richards did that. Wow. Oh cool. yeah, the you Reed know?
1: Richards thing was was cool. Like they yeah, went, this is definitely something we'd have to. They cover. went very Howard Hughes. Oh yeah, we'll cover it for sure. Uh, very Howard See, Hughes yeah. with them, and I, I actually really like how they evolved. I guess for lack of a better term, uh, Bruce Banner and the Hulk in that story.
0: Oh yeah, and this one also has um, the spider lizard
1: oh yeah yeah that's right yeah, yeah there's, there's spiders cool- Sp- spiders man yeah. I think is what he was called in that yeah um, but yeah like uh, that it's a character that showed up in other things too um, and you know that's one of those things where it's like well are you guys making it canon or, or what uh, but yeah a lot of people really love May Mayday Parker and um, you know it's probably only a matter of time before a character like this pops their head up again That would make
0: a great series, to be honest with you, like a Disney Plus series with Mayday Parker. I think that would be cool, especially if they went the teenage route.
1: Yeah, I mean, they enough people know who Spider-Man is at this point. You could definitely delve into it and have it be like, oh, Mary Jane and Peter are married, and he had to stop being Spider-Man because of a horrible injury-slash-incident that occurred. And now May is discovering her powers, which it's also interesting to note that uh, Peter Parker is a mutate because he received his powers from like an accident. You know, it was something outside of him. Uh, but may is actually a mutant. She, she is a mutant. Basically that's her, that's her X gene. And it's just, it happens to share the same characteristics as her father's mutation.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, a good point. You know, she's not one of those those inhumans that they're trying to make because they lost the rights, you know. It's like, you know, yeah, it's crazy. But I bet Sony she, would have the rights to this because it's uh, She could
1: she could yeah. join the X-Men. Yeah, they they do have the rights because they have all the rights to any Spider-Man and Spider-Man related character um from Marvel Comics. Like that's what they purchased. They've thousands and thousands of characters from those comics and what a fucking shit show. People keep saying like, oh, they should just buy the character back from Sony. I'm like, yeah, I don't think they're going to do that anytime soon.
0: I don't think they sell it. You
1: know? <laughs> well, not for the amount of money that Sony would fucking want. I mean, honestly, if they want to buy back the entirety of Spider-Man's like, character and catalog, they're probably looking at like seven, seven and a half billion dollars. Yeah, that's a that's a lot. That's a lot for a character, essentially. I mean, I know it opens up a lot of stuff with Spider-Man, but I would say that the uh, agreement that Sony and Marvel Studios has come to has been mutually beneficial. So agreed. You know, yeah, that's what
2: like one and two thirds Star Wars.
1: Maybe. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. But the, exactly. And
0: again, that's if those movies perform like yeah, Star Wars exactly. did, you know, because not, not everything does, you know, like as we just saw with flash and we just saw with, with uh, some of the other films, they don't do is
1: Indiana well. Jones. It's not doing well either.
0: I, I don't know what else is coming out. Like uh, what do we have this week? Um, uh, Mission impossible. You know, it, it just seems like there's a flood of movies out right now and everyone's jockeying for number one. It's like,
1: well, like yeah. I said, everybody's trying to make blockbusters. Yeah. Oh you have
2: Oppenheimer coming out and. In-
1: uh, yeah, as well. And Barbie. I, Barbie, I actually, I actually do want to see Barbie. The the multiverse of Barbie. I I, I, Which I is think true. That, <laughs> I think that looks clever. Um, Oppenheimer to be, I mean, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be straightforward. Quite frankly, I I don't. I think Christopher Nolan is is a talented filmmaker, but I I'm, I'm never gonna go out of my way to see anything he does. And quite frankly. I was a bit put off by the man personally during the pandemic where, I mean, everything was in lockdown and there was just oh, nobody yeah, yeah. going out to do anything in, you know, HBO granted. I mean, they could have, they could have worked more with the filmmakers, especially like Christopher Nolan, who they had like such a sweetheart deal with for so long, but like he seemingly was unrelenting in his, his uh, absolute adamance that tenant be released on the date that they agreed upon in theaters. And all I could think about every single time I saw him complaining about the theatrical experience and and how we needed to save cinema and all that. I'm like, first of all, wow, the fucking ego on you, dude, like your movie is going to be what fucking saves cinema. You need to fucking like slow your role, pal. It was such a mediocre film. Oh, it wasn't good. Either. Yeah. I, I, in and, yeah. and, and like, I love like equilibrium, shit. dude. <laughs> That's what it was uh, like. Equilibrium made more sense overall, <laughs> honestly. Um, but like the other thing was every single time I read something, I was, all I could think about was the fucking, the head of the, the corporation and in monsters Inc. You know, it was just like, I don't care how many movie goers have to die to see this. Like, dude your time travel ish movie like it's not it's okay like relax i don't think i don't think it's a uh, the it's, thing it's that's an gonna...
0: effects movie it was like gemini man you know when that came out
1: yeah so i i just you know personally uh, people were like oh oppenheimer that's coming out he really detonated a nuclear bomb i'm like is that supposed to impress me i mean it does leave an impression um, wildly reckless, I, I see I see no good reason to detonate an actual nuclear bomb for a Hollywood movie. I really do not at all. Um, and there's no like for anybody's like, well, you know, we wanted to make it as realistic as possible. You know, don't you don't have to watch the whole thing, but I would recommend watching the first like eight to ten minutes, of episode eight twin peaks season three that was on showtime that whole beginning of that episode shows a nuclear explosion go off and then the camera slowly moves in towards it and goes into the heart of the nuclear explosion and it is fucking amazing and funny enough david lynch didn't need to fucking blow up an actual <laughs> nuclear bomb to do that you see what i'm saying like that that just to me shows like a, a an honest to god, and, and I understand like I'm just a, a fucking jamoke on a mic. That is like a lack of creativity. That is like exactly the kind of thing that Lloyd Kaufman over at Trauma has railed against for years. And and part of the reason why I love Trauma, like if you give a filmmaker a a, a, a ridiculous amount of money to do any and everything they could possibly think of whilst making a movie then they will spend that money to get other people to think of things and to do it the easiest way possible instead of trying to be creative and think their way around it and maybe come up with a better and better looking option you know uh, one, one of the best examples is once again like in the toxic avenger the uh one of the uh villain biker characters fucking uh, shoots with a shotgun, a dog. And the dog is like a golden retriever. He's a floppy little guy, you know, and very, very well trained. Cause they had him like full on lying down. Like he was dead. And like the dog was shot on the side. They made it look like this dog was shot. Like this dog looked like it had been fucking hit by a sawed off shotgun. And The effect itself cost like 60 bucks. It was just (laughs) like carpet they found that matched the dog's fur exactly combined with some like ground meat, food dye, and like, you know, like one other thing. And it's like it was such a minimal cost, but it was so effective. They didn't have the money to spend on a crazy Hollywood type special effect. 60 bucks did it, though. You know, and and you got you got fucking Christopher. I'm gonna save cinema as we know it. Nolan. So like, oh yeah, I'm making a film about Oppenheimer, the guy that developed the first uh, atom bomb. Oh cool, cool. So how's that going? You get a lot of you know, special effects going on with that. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like you know, we also working with uh, hand in hand with the government because uh, we're trying to get our our mitts on the a nuke to drop in the desert so we can film that. Wait, what? Did I'm ask- sorry, what? <laughs>
0: Oh. Yeah, because global global warming's not that bad right now. You know, yeah, we could, that's
1: what I'm saying. We could just like,
0: increase everything
2: that's floating around up there, right? Like that's is not that real, worth... is
1: it? yeah, it's fucking real.
2: He actually tried to get a nuke.
1: No, no, he did get a nuke. <laughs> like he... well, he they probably filmed detonated...
2: something from the government. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they detonated a nuclear bomb for him to film.
2: Boom. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah. He couldn't do it with the existing and people, are,
0: and people are upset about Ezra Miller, who did not set off a friggin nuclear bomb.
2: Yeah, fuck that dude.
1: That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, I, so many... I,
0: I liked Fat Fat Boy and uh, and Little Guy, you know, with uh, Paul Newman and Dwight Schultz and John Cusack. I prefer that. I'm like, how's this gonna be any better than that?
1: Let me see. Yeah, it's one of the You're most like, but it's
0: Malibu stacy has got a
1: real hat, you
0: know?
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, this is this is uh, CNN. I mean, it straight up says, like, he created the look of a nuclear explosion for Oppenheimer without using CGI. Nolan explained in a new interview with Total Film how he recreated the devastation of the first atomic bomb. And he's like, uh, you know, Andrew Jackson, my visual effects supervisor, was looking at how we could do a lot of the visual elements of the film practically from representing quantum dynamics and quantum physics to the Trinity test itself to recreating with my team, Los Alamos, up on a mesa in New Mexico in extraordinary weather, a lot of which was needed for the film in terms of the very harsh conditions out there. There were huge practical challenges.
0: Yeah, I could could definitely see that.
1: Yeah, so it's... uh... It's, it's fucking, I don't know. It, 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 I don't know that the juice is worth the squeeze on that. And, and I don't want to be that guy. I don't, I don't try to actively root against anybody, but I, I just hope it fucking fails miser- miserably. But
0: it just sounds like you don't like his style of art, is what it, you know.
1: Well, no, that's the thing is version. like, I actually, I do. I, 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 I like Memento and I like Insomnia and uh, I, I like the, batman trilogy up to a certain point that he did um you know, i could have done without some of the stuff in rises but i think some you know a lot of us have some commentary on that um i i liked inception i liked interstellar
0: did if you he, like it or did he make you like it
1: i mean i didn't like it but then i had like a really good night's sleep yeah and i and i liked it like did you I dream about what Harrelson?
0: Nescourt. He wasn't in that.
1: When excuse me, when don't I? What do you think of Aaron Eckhart?
0: I don't think again. I do. Tom Hardy, sir.
1: What the- Tom Hardy? I love that guy. He's the best. Uh I love my bank up. Um <laughs> but yeah, so I mean it's just I I just especially after tenant, like tenant, that was uh that was a need a needlessly obfuscated movie. Um, you know, that that's a certain point where it's like, all right, man, like I understand you enjoy like the nonlinear storytelling and jump. Oh, the prestige too. I also really like the prestige. Oh I yeah, that was did. done well. Um but, like, I didn't realize that was him, but it makes total sense that it there's, was. there's a need for clear storytelling and the types of stories that he's telling. Uh, I'm not saying you need to have a resolution per se. Like, I think Inception was a very great way to end. Um, you know, it's ambiguous and it's a, it's a Rorschach test. It can be whatever the person watching it wants it to be for the most part. Um, but when I got to tenant as somebody who like loves time travel and honestly, like I live for kind of seemingly needlessly confusing flicks and stories, uh, it really helps keep my ADHD in check. Like I, I, it allows me the chance to bounce around, uh, like I I normally don't get a chance to do, but in watching tenant, I, um, I've seen it twice and I was like mad more the second time. Than than I was the first. Like when I watched it the second time, I was like, okay, so it's not just me. This movie is just fucking stupid. Got it. Like I just didn't. I didn't like it. I appreciate the look of it. It looks fantastic. It really does. Um, but the overall execution and the the fucking sound design, like dude, needs to seriously quit it with the the needless like. It's like muffling. a really
0: James Bond sort of vibe to it. I was like, yeah.
1: So it's, a, it's, a, it's a, he 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 muffles people's like dialogue constantly in his movies, and it's almost like he's making it so you have to watch it again and I just i don't know it's it's weird, but um you know anyway, enough of that uh we'll 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 wrap it up here uh now that people have heard us wax philosophical about numerous <laughs> other things uh in We'll, we'll close it out. Uh, everyone, I'm, I'm powerful, Brandon. Thanks for listening to uh, this episode of Comics Paradox where we talked about uh, what if number 105, uh, what if starring Spider-Man slash Spider-Girl. Uh, you, can, uh, you can always check out uh, the Facebook group Powers Combined. Uh, come on by. and uh, We're just a consortium of dorks, nerds, and geeks that like to share news, memes, info, jokes, good times, and laughs to be had by all our number one rule there is don't be a jerk. If you violate that, you will be booted immediately. Uh, you can check me out on social media, on Twitter at Brandon's powers and on Instagram and threads at this. Brandon has powers. Uh, you can also check out on Instagram, uh, at comics paradox podcast. And, uh, Every Wednesday night, you can check me out on the Midweek Geeks at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on the Dorkening with uh, with a good friend Leo. Uh, and um, we have we have a couple of other things here. I'll let these guys tell you all about it. Let's uh, let's start you off with uh, Mister Justin Cooper. Let's let's hear what the happy haps are, sir.
0: And uh, is uh, are, is uh, comics paradox on threads too or?
1: Uh, I, I haven't quite figured that out yet. I've, I've been, I've been trying to play around cause like it's like week thing...
0: on thread. Yeah. You know? What's that? It's like first week on, on thread. Yeah, but, yeah.
1: I mean like both my comics paradox and my Instagram are like connected. Uh. So I was able to get on threads with this brand that has powers. I've not been able to get comics paradox on there and I can't figure it out. Like, it's really frying my noodles. So yeah, I'll, I'll get there. But like you said, it's like, okay. it's week yeah. one. So I'm not overly concerned so if you want to check it out, go to fucking Instagram. That's <laughs> well, I'm, not, word I'm, on not, that. I'm not on
0: Threads yet, but you you can check out my other show. Epic tales from the sewers, a TMNT podcast, um, you know, and, uh, probably coming to a comic-con near you will be a terrific this year be at uh, granite state in september so you can check that out anything ninja turtles we just had on uh, feral pay who is the uh, artist for the t- ninja turtles and stranger things crossover so a lot of a lot of fun stuff over there check that out and uh, you can check out my other show it's, it's called generation playlist where it's a podcast about making a playlist for a certain artist or musician
1: or genre i guess so nice. And, uh, Mr. Leo, uh, you know what, before we get to Leo, I just really say, uh, another show that you can find the three of us on, uh, is the, the dork night in which we discuss and dissect all things, Batman, uh, Leo and Justin are huge fans of Batman, uh, and will talk about anything related to him at great length at a moment's notice. And I, uh, they, I'm there cause they asked me to be so, <laughs> It's, it's good times. We, we, we laugh and we laugh. Well, I laugh. And then sometimes Justin laughs. And then Leo laughs. But mostly, I, I, I'm, I'm, it's baddie, I'll tell you. But uh, <laughs> anyway, you can check that out um, along every other week with Comics Paradox, which drops on Sundays um, and wherever fine podcasts are broadcast. And now, Mr. Leo Pond.
2: Yeah. And I also hear that the dork Knight may start doing some world's finest specials as well. So uh, look yeah. forward to that. And uh, yeah, uh, you can find me, you know, where these gentlemen are as well. I run the dorkening podcast network head on over to thedorkening.com. You can learn more there. I do a bunch of shows during the week. Uh, so with these fine gentlemen, you already heard what we do. Comics paradox, the dork night, uh, midweek geeks on Wednesdays. Also, I do splash pages every Tuesday and uh, we do still token with on Wednesdays as well. And I don't know if there's anything else, but that, that's
1: about <laughs> it. Sounds, so sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening, everyone. And we will catch you on the flip flop. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye.